When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phillies maintain the wild card lead. Cubs surging behind them. We'll talk about it. This is the Powder Blue Podcast. Mike Close, Jeff Mosher. Hey, you doing, Jeff? I'm good, Frank. I'm very good. It is September. Um, it feels like mid-July, but it is in Florida. But it, it is September. We got one month left here to finish out. And um, I'm in a, in a place that I didn't think I was going to be, say, like six weeks ago, Frank. You know, as good as the Phillies have been all year and, and mostly consistent. They've always had those series, like, you know, twice against the Brewers and against the Marlins before the break, where you're like, every time they take a step forward, they go a little step back, right? And so I kind of thought at this point that the Phillies would be over 500, but not convincingly, not convincingly in, in the wild card. And I'm, I was wrong. They've really put together a nice second half, nice wild card lead. And now I feel like it's cruise control. Now, I'm not saying they can't have a, a bad, disappointing series here between now and the end of the year, but I do feel like they've put themselves in a really nice cruise control, especially with the bats coming alive. And now I kind of look forward to the, to when the playoffs happen. I think we could sit here and comfortably say, yes, the, the Phillies accomplished their mission of getting back to the postseason. Anything can happen. I don't want to put any jinxes on, but I like where this team's at right now. Of course, they've got some things that we'll talk about that are concerning, but in general, they reached a point of cruise control that I wasn't sure they were going to get to. You know, maybe it's good that they had some of those bad losses still along the way. You think that it keeps them in check and not in cruise control? I mean, that, that, uh, man, wouldn't it be, I'll say mm-hmm. something, but they really could have used that second win against the Brewers. Yes. I mean, yeah. that was, that was, uh, if people remember the one where Alvarado had a bad inning and then Alec mm-hmm. Boom had the misplay all at the uh, same time. Yeah. And then boom, there goes the game. Yes. That was their, but that was sort of emblematic of their, you know, like three games a month, <laughs> right? Where they just kind of look like April Phillies, you know, last year and this year. <laughs> Remind you that they've got some things every once in a while that are going to pop up. So they, they have the same record as the Brewers right now. Now, here's here's the reason I bring that up, because that extra win against the Brewers directly uh, would have would have perhaps helped them because I'm looking at. At some of these mm-hmm. surging teams, you know, I mentioned the Cubs right away. Cubs, Cubs are playing ridiculous baseball. They're like playing 700 baseball <laughs> the last couple months. And yes. they're now just a game and a half behind the Phillies in the wild card hunt. But now I'm starting to think that they might surge past the Brewers. They could. You know, the Cubs have a 101, a plus 101 run differential. That's the third highest in the National League behind the Braves and yep. the uh, Dodgers. They, they can hit, man. They got some young hitters and Bellinger has really come back strong for them. And you put him and Hap together, who's really, you know, Ian Hap's put together a nice year and Herner and um, Touchman, you know, they brought up some young guys and then they got decent pitching too, with uh, Justin Steele sort of leading the way there. And um, Stroman, I think Stroman's been hurt, right? But he'll come back. They're a dangerous team. 
they're they're dangerous and and they're winning all the time. You know that that run differential that that's a recent development. I mean, they really creeped right. up there, and so a lot of a lot of uh, metrics predict that they they finish the year ahead of where the Phillies are. Now that doesn't mean the Phillies can't still win the first wild card, but they have to play better than the Brewers. They do. <laughs> that's true. Um, so are you saying you think the Cubs are going to wind up overtaking the Brewers? I can the- see the Cubs overtaking the Brewers. You know, when I'm looking at their schedule, their schedule's not that bad. I mean, the Phillies, of course, their their tough schedule, which we'll get into, just has has seven games against the Braves mainly. That's the one part of the schedule that you think, oh man, that's tough. Right. But but the Cubs, I mean, they've got they've got four against the Diamondbacks now. Mm-hmm. Which should probably they'll probably end up knocking the Diamondbacks out of wild card cont- contention. Probably. Three against Colorado, and then they're back to the Diamondbacks for three more. So, followed by the Pirates, Rockies. They do have three again. Then now the, the Cubs do finish with with three against the Braves and three against the Brewers. But uh, I feel like they're they're gonna. I think they I think they can overtake the Brewers, especially if, especially if they make use of that final series. And you know that could that could come down to uh, who wins a wild card and who wins a division uh, at right. the end of the uh, at the end of the month. Well, I, I just listen. I just hope that the the Phillies don't have to play the Brewers at some point in the playoffs, mm. <laughs> because for whatever reason, the Brewers and and the Brewers have a bunch of guys who you know again, it's sort of like the cup, like that are not household names, right? Uh, like the, the Monasterios of the world, um, and the for whatever reason, they're they're good. They've hit. They've done well. So, and then of course, you know, they have some pretty good pitching. So, well, here's uh, the thing just, that. I- you're worried, but I, I think the Phillies still can play with the Brewers because if you think about them losing that series, again, it was a Jose Alvarado blow up and an Alec Bohm error. If if he makes that play at third base and, and yep. bails out Alvarado, well, the Phillies probably win that game, and then they've won the series, right? But but also, wasn't that a Christopher Sanchez start? So yes. uh, Christopher Sanchez is not going to be starting in the playoffs, so... I know when I when you consider you got the front half of the roster versus the front half of somebody else's roster, it's it's not the same as facing uh, you know throwing out your number six starter and then trying to piece together a bunch of bullpen innings. Correct, that is true. You have to keep that into into account. Although you know, as we'll get into it, in the Phillies starting pitching has sort of left you wondering at time. Even the top three. I mean, Wheeler's been great. Nola um, is usually good, but every once in a while it gives you something that you know he, he can't keep the ball in the yard. Right. And uh, I, there have been times where Sanchez has been their best pitcher. And of course, Lorenzen has been knocked around, but he threw a no hitter when he came over. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Obviously, um, Ranger Suarez being healthy uh, and the, the the Ranger Suarez of old and Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker, another guy who can give up like three to four runs early, but then settles down and always winds up getting some run support. Yeah, I think I think the story of how the Phillies do depends on which player steps up and is a good number three, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's, yes. I mean, <laughs> ideally that's Ranger Suarez, by the way, right? I, I, mean, I actually, I'm with, I'm with you. So I was actually asked that question on the air. Who's going to claim it. I'm like, well, I think Ranger Suarez, I mean, the Phillies slotted him behind Nola uh, when he came back off the injured list. And I think he still has the opportunity to step up and, and be a good old Ranger. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but but really, let's let's talk about the pitching then for a second. There's there's no real sense of consistency. That's the I get that's what you're saying, right? You know, yes. I think you know Zach Wheeler is 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 at that point now of consistency. But it's like you don't know from Nola start to Nola start which Nola is going to show up. Uh, he's been better than not lately. But 
again, any, any, any of the phrase, any given Sunday, well, any given fifth day, <laughs> yeah, which Nola is going to show up. Yeah. I give him credit for a guy who can't keep the ball in the yard very well. He, he seems to give up a lot of solo shots and the occasional two run shot. You, you almost never see him get tagged for a three run home run or a long inning, right? Where there's like four doubles and a, you know, a couple of singles. He, he keeps his damage pretty consolidated or confined, but in the playoffs, you know, that one home run, man, that, you know, we've seen that, that can be the difference between winning and losing a game and getting eliminated. So um, at this point, I think we're past the point of hoping that changes. That's, that's who he's been all year long. Well, his last start against Milwaukee, that was the one he got banged up for seven runs and didn't even make it out of the fifth inning. But the other two starts before that seven innings in each, you know, gets a victory in both. So if that Aaron Nola's around, you feel a lot better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's the thing. You don't know when that Aaron Nola is going to show up. So. <laughs> no. you get September Nola, October Nola. I don't know what Nola. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Last September, he was fine. So that, mm-hmm. that, that they would, they, he was, I mean, I'd say he has really, he had some really good starts. I, I try to remember exactly what, what was what, but last year he seemed to turn it around in September. But, but, uh, but this is statistically one of his worst seasons. So, uh, uh, it actually kind of rivals 2021 when, when he ended up finishing with a 4.63 ERA. Uh, yeah. Just a tick, tick below that. Yeah, it's been a hard one to figure out for him because he's had some pretty good stretches and then some obviously got off to a slow start. We know. I wonder how much the contract has weighed on him. I didn't think he was that kind of person that allows that stuff to get to him, but um, it clearly something's different about it. His whip is, uh, it's not bad, by the way, at 1.15, but when you think that last year was point nine six i mean that's a pretty significant jump right there yeah last year he, he kind of rivaled 2018 which is yeah. arguably his best year in the majors so mm-hmm. uh yeah you talk about the contract i mean it kind of makes you wonder then what's what's coming for him uh you know what, what's he does this does this year hurt his uh hurt his prospects and getting a long-term deal i you know for me i feel like the phillies would have paid him any amount of money i think they probably just didn't want to give him a certain number of years like to me in my opinion knowing that they both wanted to reunite the the number of years is probably this the sticking point and so uh yeah. what will he get now i don't know i mean i think he'll get a, a decent amount of money um watch it'll be like the Rays too it'll be I some think it'd team be a that's mets. really smart what's that i think it's the mets the mets maybe it's mets the mets pitching. In, in retribution for zach wheeler who knows but i i for me personally when you have a pitcher who's 30 or over I get a little jittery about giving anything more than a four to five year deal. You know, even five, I get a little jittery. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd prefer to have a four year deal. I imagine Aaron's looking for five to six. I don't know. I'm not even sure if the terms of, or discussions have, have been out there, but um, I mean, you just look, what did Rodon sign with the Yankees? Do you remember? Six. It was a six year deal. And he was Which makes me 30, correct? Yeah. He'd be, I think he was a year within a year of Nola's age. Yeah. So. And he's been banged up and hurt all year long. You know, I mean, it started immediately with his back, right? So, uh, yeah, he's 30. And Nola's so, got a stellar injury record, you know, so it's like, right. Um, you, just, you don't know. You, you don't want that, the the proverbial crap to hit the fan there all of a sudden. So. <laughs> yeah, but if he if he pitches well in September, uh, certainly it'll <laughs> it'll do the Phillies, Phillies well. Uh, but the rest of the rotation, I mean, uh, the Lorenzen, who the heck is this guy? Well, you knew when he threw the no hitter that that was, uh, 
you know, not exactly. I mean, he had been pitching really well this year with the Tigers. The no hitter seemed to be the peak, right? Like all of a sudden he comes to a new environment and he's got more run support around him and a better team and bam, he throws a no hitter. But at the end of the day, Michael Lorenzen has not been a one or a two in the major leagues. You know, this was his best year. He's made the all-star team right for the first time. Yep. Um, and I, I think he'll kind of come back to earth a little bit. I know in, in his past, I don't know if you look at his past four starts, his ERA is over five because he got knocked around a little bit, but his last start was better if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, still to give up a, a more runs than you would like, but yeah, yeah. But you know, again, this is a guy trying to be your fourth starter, right? So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was funny when he, when he, you know, he literally had the best two starts of his career to start his Phillies career. Right. <laughs> and then, so then the expectations were really high, but, uh, but yeah, he had six earned in six innings last time. So that oh, was right. The, right. That's that right. was that. Yeah, I was pa- thinking of the one before that. Against yeah. That the was Angels. the Padres shutout. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, but, but, you know, a, a lot depends on which Michael Lorenzen we see. Can he just be in the middle of, of, uh, no hitter Lorenzen and yeah, <laughs> six, give me, give me, six. <laughs> give me the August 29th start against the angels, right? It was, it was six innings, eight hits, four runs, three earned five strikeouts. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. zero, four, I'll take that. Absolutely. Yep. And then Taiwan Walker, you mentioned it once already, but the, the early, Early uh, jitters, I guess he has, but once he settles in, he settles in. So um, we saw that in a bunch of his starts, where gives up a few runs in the first. You know, I remember specifically the one against the Royals. He gave up three in the first, and then then of course the Phillies come back and get some more runs, and then he just cruises to go six and <laughs> didn't give up any more. So, mm-hmm. uh, but you got to worry about the a little bit. I don't know if worry is the right word. About the all these games against the Braves, so the Phillies have seven games against the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. Um, the Braves don't have a lot of flaws, uh, you know. It's it's almost like that if you're if you're following the Phillies in the playoffs, you just automatically assume that the Braves are are going to win the division. And well, I mean, of course, they're they're probably going to clinch it in like a couple in a couple of weeks, <laughs> not even <laughs> maybe a week. They're, they're they're getting pretty close um, now that their their lead is. 13 and a half games against the Phillies, right? And there's yeah. not that many left to go. But uh, they're really good. They are. They are very good. They went through a little struggle there in August. I don't know if you uh, – they're um, – like their team ERA, their starters weren't doing as well. Of course, Strider's been great. But they went through a little bit of a swoon in August. But they're they're kind of back. Uh, although I will say in their last two weeks, their team ERA is over four and a half. Strider so, did get knocked around against the Cardinals. Yes, uh, he did. gave up six earned and two and two thirds. So he actually his ERA is pretty low. But the other time he got knocked around, it was by the Phillies. So right, they're the two teams are. If you look at their their like last month over the last month stats, um, the Braves have a three seven ERA, the Phillies have a three nine ERA. Mm. So they're they've been pretty close there, and maybe it kind of gives you a reason to believe you again you know they did it last year doesn't mean they do it this year but that you can match up with them if you gotta play them in the playoffs right and you just hope somebody knocks them off first <laughs> but um but, yeah that's well you know what 2008 when the phillies won i thought the cubs were the best team and the dodgers took care of them and then once they were out of the way it, it seemed like it was smooth sailing for the phillies yeah 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 so we'll, we'll see I, I look i the funny thing is the phillies did not this kind of goes to their second half, right? They, they didn't add a right-handed bat, but they did because his name is Trey Turner, right? I mean, he's mm. absolutely 
come alive. Unfortunately, then he goes on the the IL because you know that's that's the way things go, right? Um, oh, paternity list. Uh, that's right, tomorrow. the paternity list. That's right. Um, yeah, that's the way things go. How dare you have so, a baby during the season? I know, seriously. But he'll be back, <laughs> and um, you know, I just if he continues to swing like that, then it gives you the the, the confidence that this is a better Phillies team than last year. I I, I remember people musing i can't remember who it was on twitter someone was like i guess it was in the the, the low of the low and mm-hmm. someone was like is he even going to finish with a 700 ops at the end of the year and i'm looking and it's and he was at like 640 well he's added over 100 points to his ops just That's in this amazing. recent tear <laughs> like for the whole season so uh by having a 1.043 in august so that that's uh <laughs> that's that's he's playing uh well, then, then of course it's September now, and he's he's kept up that pace, one point one five zero. So, uh, how how long can he sustain this? I mean, uh, it's encouraging they won a game without him, you know, because right. you you know uh, you can't put everything on him. But uh, but this makes this makes it a completely different team. It does. And then Schwarber, obviously, uh, he must have somebody must have changed his calendar to June uh, hmm. because it's just like completely killing the ball. Uh, and, you know, I know a lot of people make, uh, and including me in times, they've made a lot about his, his batting average being under 200. But um, his OPS in the last month is not too far from Trey Turner's. It's 1.12. And his batting average is actually 250 with a 440. He has a higher on-base percentage than Turner in the last month. 442, significantly higher. He's doing everything you want him to do. So everything's fine. <laughs> He's good. Another 40 home run year for him. It's pretty remarkable what he's done, to be honest. 1.586 OPS in September. <laughs> oh, since September? <laughs> yeah. It's 944, last, last 944 in August. So, um, yeah, I can, I, can, I can deal with that batting average being where it is. I, although he might come over 200 because he's hitting 368 in September. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that, could, that, can, uh, that can get him over the Mendoza line. He's now within a .05 of the 200 mark, but... <laughs> But yeah, 41 home runs, 90 RBI. You know, those are the old school stats, but 820 OPS overall. I mean, that's that's still pretty good. Yeah, I would say so. I, and if you I'm get him out of left it. field, his WAR would be way better. Like his his, his uh, if you look at his WAR, it's mm-hmm. basically like destroyed by the by his fielding. And uh, I think everybody understands, including Kyle Schwarber, that he's best not in the field. But you know, when when Harper can't play, he can't play. I mean, it's just you know. Yeah. Something you got to live with, right? Yep. By the way, Harper kind of quietly having a really nice, you know, I know the numbers won't look good for the full season because it's, he didn't, you know, play a whole lot uh, earlier in the year, but batting 293, on base percentage almost near, you know, close to 450. The power, think about the power, right? He didn't have a home run. How long did he go? I forget how long he went before his first home run. And now he's got 15 home runs. So, um, he is quietly kind of entering that terrain as getting back to being. He's got eight home runs in the month. So that's just right behind uh, Schwarber and Turner with 11. So that just shows you how much he's starting to get it back together. Yeah, it's still, still the, I think, a little bit of the lingering back. He did have an 0 for 20. Uh, you know, that's right. Uh, took him a couple games to get a, a hit in the in the Padres series. I don't think he had a hit in the Brewer series. Then he shaved. But, yeah, then he shaved. Now he's back. So, yeah. uh, did 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 some good stuff in the five uh, one win against the Padres yesterday to close out that series. So, right. but yeah, that makes all the difference when when uh, you've got old old Harper back. I mean, you knew you knew his power would come though. You know, I know some people were worried about that, but 
mm-hmm. he was making the contact, getting hits. So, you know, it just seems natural that that's, that would be what comes later. The, 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 it still jumps out at me. The home run he hit, was it not this past series against San Diego, but the one before that, right? Where they had that neck and neck game and somehow they blew it. In oh, the, the three, game. that was his 300th. Yeah. Yeah. It's his 300th home run. And, and off a lefty and I think, it's just the clutchness of him. It sort of reminded me of, you know, Bedlam of the Bank moment. You know, he just has a flair to come up with that big hit when they need it the most. And I, I you got to feel real comfortable as long as this month finishes out the way it's gone. And it may not be completely, you know, apples to apples, but with Schwarber, Turner, and Harper as your as your top three there, it's taking the pressure off Cassianos to have to be the all-star that he was in the first half because his numbers have receded a little bit, but that's okay because they're, they're, they're top of their lineup is doing so well on Bohm and Stott, you know, snapping out of it. Um, it. It has hidden the fact that Castellanos has come back to earth and that JT Realmuto is, is no longer a, a top six or seven hitter. I mean, he's just not. Well, like Castellanos somehow made what seven outs with five pitches. <laughs> that was like 2022 Castellanos. Oh, <laughs> I'll say talk about it, but but he did redeem himself and walk yesterday, which he, he doesn't do a lot of. <laughs> no, and don't you think he's had that kind of year where if he does seemingly have a, a bad game or a bad stretch, he figures it out by the, you know, he doesn't go through these really prolonged two for 23 type of uh, slumps that he was in last year. Yeah, he does have two walks this month. Uh, looking That's at good. August, August, he walked three times. Yeah, three times in the whole month of August. So little trigger happy sometimes uh yes. so I, especially cuz he's the he's the double play guy uh the one that can ground it to a double play something he did three times mm-hmm. uh <laughs> tuesday i i i i i was wondering if he would get an opportunity to do it a fourth time but but uh <laughs> unfortunately nobody was on bait no that's not the kind of records you want to want to set but uh no. it's uh yeah he is he is he is down to earth um still is Still gives you something, you know. I, I feel like he's not completely gone, uh, but right. uh, but yeah, he's he's he 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 gets credit for carrying them on his back, uh, you know, when they absolutely needed him, you know. Like if it wasn't for his first half, there wouldn't be the second half, <laughs> right. right? And uh, gave 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 them time for Trey Turner to get to get things together, to get Bryce Harper healthy, and you feel you feel so much better about uh, about the the whole team this time around. Now, now the bullpen, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know what, though, I I think the bullpen is. Yeah, we should talk about that next. Again, you, you don't feel like there's there's a consistency at the moment out of anybody. Um, I feel like you know, lacks I, I will identity. Say, you, you know, Kimbrel's blown save against the Angels. I felt like that was a lot of bad luck. Um, and, and well, then eventually he kind of wore down and gave up the home run to Brandon Drury. But mm-hmm. but uh, you know, he's still he's still. Still closing games. Jeff Hoffman's still been pretty good. I, yes. I think you just, you just, and, and unfortunately, he's <laughs> that that game that uh that got away from them uh, in Milwaukee. Hoffman gave you exactly what you needed. He comes in with the bases loaded, gives you the ground ball. You know what I mean? Like, and, yep, yep. Uh, he he was that he, he gets a loss for that game. Unfortunately, um, bad luck. But no, he's he's been excellent. So you mm-hmm. feel good about putting him in there. You feel I still think it gets feel good about Kimbrel, but the question will be which which Jose Alvarado and Serenity Dominguez shows up on on any given night. Yeah, and I, I think I, I don't want to say I've given up on Soto, but he's really not been. Um, 
he you know he he reminds me of some of the struggles that Neris had in that you can just you can throw hard, but if you have no movement, if you're throwing hard but it's right over the plate, you're gonna get hit. And his location has not been good. So I, I have more faith in Kimbrell because at his age you would worry that he's just logging too many innings and the velocity is gonna dip. And you haven't I haven't seen his velocity dip and I think he's still the bottom will fall out of his breaking stuff really well. I just think he, I, I agree with you. I think he's had some bad luck and then he has left a few hanging, which is not going to be good for him, but he's still at least throwing sharply and, and hitting spots and showing good movement on his pitches. Soto is flatline to me. So yeah, um, se- five earned runs in his last six innings seven, yeah. or seven appearances. Uh, so that's, you know, he's kind of been real. See, that's the thing too. Like Soto's kind of been relegated to the the lefty that comes in in the fifth inning if the yes. starter gets kicked out early. So right. usually that means they're already in a bad spot. And so, yeah, um, sort of quasi mop up, not mop up, but you know, like, you know, you're not in a good spot anyway. And let's try to get a left. The, his, you're almost hoping you just limits the damage there at that yes. point. He's kind of the third lefty behind Alvarado and Strom. So yeah. now Strom's so, been great, Frank. And but the here's the thing: <laughs> this guy has thrown over seventy innings, and he hasn't done that in like six years. So I keep wondering if he's going to lose something in the tank, but he hasn't. But I don't want that to happen in October either. Yeah, you know he might be all right. I mean, he he, he was a starter once upon a time. I know it was a long time ago. It was. Well, I mean, 2019 was <laughs> a whole pandemic ago. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll be all right. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I have no reason to believe he won't because he's been really good, right? I mean, he's he's. I mean, at what point do you kind of consider him as your your your? He's now your Alvarado. I mean, is it that he doesn't throw hard enough that you want him in the eighth or ninth, or because he's been he's had such a nice year? Yeah, I, I I tend to uh, think Alvarado is still the guy. I mean, I you know he said too. he's he's kind of gone back and forth. You know, he'd have a good day and then he'd have a flat day and then yeah. Um, I think he'll. I think uh, I think Alvarado just needs to pitch out of this. You know, and, I agree. I agree. I think him and I think Sir Anthony where where he struggles is not necessarily stuff. It's just not pitching enough. You know, I think he's yeah. the type of guy who pitches better when he's out there more. And he's been hurt, and then they've had guys like Kimbrel and Hoffman for to 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 do well in roles. So I don't think he's gotten as many opportunities. So when he does get in there, he's ru- I think he's rusty. Yeah. So I mean, one of the things that uh, um, one of those streaming games when I happened to be listening on the radio, uh, Kevin Stocker was saying, you know, one of the things that were so good about the Phillies last year is they their bullpen threw fewer innings <laughs> than than most teams, and so same with the Astros, you know, so. I think I think once you get to the playoffs, you, when your starting pitching goes seven, ideally, if you can get mm-hmm. if you can get six or seven out of your starters, well, then you only need to rely on a few arms to get you through the playoffs. So, I mean, that's that's where it kind of sets up nice, you know. And then you're not worried about someone being unavailable one day because they they pitch too much in a row because they have those off days built into the playoffs. So, so I, I, so. I, I overall I feel like yeah. they'll be fine when they get to the when they get to the playoffs. So, but. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of innings left. You know, and they've got to. They've got to. Somebody's got to pitch them, right? Yeah, I feel like I understand what Kevin's saying, but that that is sort of a little old hat too. I mean, you think about the World Series where the the, the Astros pitched a no hitter against the Phillies, but they needed to use what four pitchers to do it. Now you can make the argument none of the three guys that came in who I think it was it started off with Javier, and then 
I think it went to Urquidy, then um, then uh, Abreu, right? And yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't. Re- I don't remember after. Uh, it's yeah, funny. I, I, I'm trying to forget. I know it, too. it was a combined no hitter, but right. But that none of them had to pitch out of the bullpen for all that long. But they still had to use four pitchers yeah. in that that day. But in the playoffs, you can because they're fresh. You know, what I mean, so like to me, to me, when you get to the playoffs, you only need to worry about the front half of the bullpen, and and so. You know, then I don't need to worry about Soto because he probably will pitch, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, that's 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 kind of that's kind of how the playoffs work. So, right. I You know, I'm feeling kind of good about about all that. All right, now, you mentioned something a little bit ago. I just wanted to to to, to recap. So they didn't add a right handed bat. Uh, are you are you did you now that we're seeing this play out? Do you regret that? Uh, you know, they could have they could have claimed Randall Grichuk and they didn't. You know, like that was a name I wanted them to maybe trade for and the Angels were like, hey, somebody take him for free. And Yeah, I was a little surprised um, that they didn't go after like a Grichuk, especially when he was put on waivers. Um, you know, and they did, by the way, they put him on waivers again, hoping somebody would oh my God. take him off their hands. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> well, after, after, well, it's, a, you can, but, you know, nobody, nobody that you add now is eligible for the postseason. So, right. right. So why, why bother why, claiming Why him? bother? Yeah. Unless you're trying to build your team. Unless you're there. the Marlins and you just lost Solaire and you're like, well, can he get us a few weeks? Good point. I don't know. Maybe that's why they put him on waivers. But, but anyway, they, they, Phillies, Phillies are going with, they can keep Rojas around and, and Pache's back. Is that good enough? Uh, yeah. I mean, Jake Cave is still with them too, though. Yeah, I, mean, I get left-handed at bat, but they have left-handed at bat. So I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I was surprised. I thought that they would actually try to make the move, but I wonder. You know what? I, I speaking of Jake Cave, I, I don't <laughs> love it when I'm seeing a little too much Jake Cave. You yes. know, I'm, I, I, he's the kind of guy that's that that gives you some good moments, but he he gets overexposed because you're playing too much. Yep. I would rather have Cody Clemens on the roster than than Rodolfo Castro. Uh, I know we can, I know, I know Clemens can't, well, he can play short. I mean, if in a, in a pinch, but you also have, you also have another, uh, another shortstop in Soto, but I don't like, I don't like how many righties are on this bench. You know, I want, I want that lefty bat on the bench. So you like, that's not Cave. Oh, no, I want someone else. So, so then you would, you just want somebody else. And so So it's not Jake Cave every time you need a lefty. Right. But then I sort of felt that way about Clemens halfway through the year before they finally got sent down. So. I don't know if there's a perfect answer there. You know, I mean, he's he's been doing pretty well at AAA, uh, mm-hmm. Cody Clemens, and and actually, actually, so has so has Derek Hall. Um, I wonder if we'll see him again. Um, Wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, so just just a just a quick sum up uh, how Cody Clemens has been doing at AAA. It, it, you know, at the AAA level all season, I mean, his batting average is two fifty one, but he's had some power and uh, but but a nine thirteen OPS. So. Uh, he's been productive at at Triple A for for uh, the Iron Pigs, and then and Derek Hall. I mean, uh, you know, if if he came up, I guess he would be coming up to play some first base uh, when Harper can't. I guess that would be the only reason to use him. Uh, which, which they've been throwing Jake Cave there uh, right. uh, when when Harper can't, and they're facing a lefty. I mean, a righty. Uh, but you know, Hall's been a consistent three hundred four at at AAA, seventeen home runs, nine fifty eight OPS. I mean, is is Pretty he good. worth is he worth giving another shot? He's he's batting three hundred four. That's an yeah. average. No, that's yep. pretty good. And you know, I'm sure he's facing a decent number of lefties out there. So um, I think that's definitely worthy of a shot. 
Do they do the September call up thing? Or do you get a, a yeah? It was roster? it was roster. It was Suarez and and Suarez, Pache. Right. Yeah, you only yeah. get two now. I mean, if they if they if they use you know if they didn't go if they didn't go from all forty to only two more, right? It was like thirty. Well, I'm sure they would be up. Yeah. Yeah, I think Derek, to me, I wouldn't mind seeing Derek Hall up here. I mean, you put him in a lineup that's already starting to hit, you get a, get some guys on base for him, you could turn one turn one over real quick right there. <laughs> but I again, he wouldn't play unless unless Harper Harper right. Only on the days where Harper can't play first base and you're facing right. a righty. So right. I mean, that's a pretty specific situation. Yeah. But then again, Rodolfo Castro is not playing ever. <laughs> you know, it's like right. They don't even want to play. It seems like I mean, I don't know if this is a, this is this is a compliment to Stott. He no longer keeps Stott out of the game against a lefty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, Castro's your option <laughs> if that's what you're doing, because Sosa's so, already playing that day. You know. Yes. Uh, I'm wondering, by the way, is there a timetable on when Harper will be able to play the outfield? That's not going to be this year. Right? Nobody's, you know, I haven't heard it about it in a while. I know they said if it would happen, it'd be September. Well, it's September. Yeah, that's my, what I was my, wondering. I don't know. My my guess is with his back issues kind of lingering um, here and there that they don't want to shake it up too much. Probably. So, Probably. so I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, first base might be harder on the back because you're, you're doing a lot more pivoting back and forth, but... uh yeah. yeah, if he could play, hey, if he could play the outfield, you might feel better. But then again, if we're going to start Jake Cave at first base, and what's the difference? <laughs> uh, look, I'm with you on this. It's it's just been enough, Jake Cave. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's been enough. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, the other name at AAA that that maybe we'll see is Nick Nelson. Um, uh, I know somebody was asking, is there anybody that can give you some some innings in the bullpen and? And, you know they they stretched out they stretched out Nelson to be a starter, so he's starting every fifth day. Uh, I think I think we're running out of time where you where you're going to need a an extra starter in in the minors. So um, maybe you need somebody that can come in after a dud start and just pitch four innings <laughs> or three yeah. innings. You know, yep. at least three. You know, I mean, I think I think uh, they don't have anybody that that'll pitch you three innings out of the bullpen, uh, and and unless after they get past this this uh stretch with the double header mm. they don't need a six starter anymore and they put sanchez in the bullpen but right i don't know uh, but yeah i mean in terms of uh who, who could help you that's in the organization i mean i guess he would be the next man up uh, if they need an arm i would think so well, I, I remember when you know in the spring where he was a candidate to be the fifth starter right yeah how far we've come yeah and and uh connor brogdon um uh, what a shame. I mean, I see he's, he seems to have had a better stretch recently. In fact, they actually took him off the roster and put him mm-hmm. on the development list for a few days in August just to try to get him, get his mechanics worked out. But, uh, but he did okay in, in August, actually. Um, right. you know, okay. Uh, three, yeah. five, two. I think he's ERA. more of a project to, to kind of rescue in 2024 at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he, but he's been better than, than he was down there. So, I had a nine ERA in July after a thirteen point five ERA in June for the Iron Pigs. So hmm. uh, it seems like they've got him reeled back in a little bit. So, uh, but what a shame, though. You know, that was that was somebody that you thought would be a a nice back end piece of the bullpen. Definitely. I mean, he he. Well, I would say Jeff Hoffman is now what we were hoping Connor Brogdon would be. So yeah. it's it's one for the other. It's not, you know it would be great to have both. And 
but I'm pretty comfortable with their right-handed arms at the moment with with Hoffman and and Kimbrel late inning right-handed arms. Even though Kimbrel's had a little bit of a rocky stretch, wouldn't mind maybe one more guy emerging, you know, mm. um, just to just in case. But pretty good, and and I expect that to be Sir Anthony. You know, I would really hope that he kind of emerges here. Um, and, and kind of, if he can just be like 80% of what the Sir Anthony, what we're used to be, then I think we're, we're in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, could, could, could happen. Yes. I mean, it should, to be honest with you, it should, he just needs work. I, I don't think it's a question of health at the moment. Right. It's not a question of when you watch him throw, you know, he's got the velocity. It just looks to me like he struggles with command and location. Right. And that usually is a sign of someone who just needs more work. Well, hopefully he'll get it. Uh, uh, well, not hopefully. I mean, again, you know, they they want to win these games, but maybe they'll have a nice, you know, 10 nothing lead <laughs> against the Marlins. And, hey, Sir Anthony, come get some work. Uh, but, uh, no, you don't want it to be on the other end. And, right. and, and, to, and to me, the less the bullpen pitches, the stronger it is. So we'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. All right, so. Marlins, uh, so, so as as we close, mm-hmm. uh, Phillies face the Marlins this weekend. Are you worried about the Marlins? They're kind of sur- they've been they've been up and down lately. The, they've been surging this week. Yeah, well, like you said, Solaire being out really hurts them. I mean, he's sort of Philly killer. Say, uh, yeah, he's a Philly killer. I don't want to say they go as he go, but he hits some like really significant home runs for them. Uh, he's almost Schwarber esque in the way he you know if it's either a home run or nothing, but he winds up turning a game really quickly. So when he's not in the lineup, I think that they're completely different. And I think Arise has come down a little bit. He's not not batting 400 anymore. Um, so he seems like a little bit more controllable now than when they played him last time. So I, I, I don't know. I'm not worried. They do have good pitching. Which How does it align again? I forget who they're. The, uh... Well, here's the thing. Um, Alcantara just hit the IL as well. So Right, right. So they're they're going to be without. So uh, it looks like they're going to they're, – they're starting Garrett today against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Which then sets it. You know, the Phillies. I think we're still TBD for the weekend. Okay. Uh, I know they're TBD for the weekend. Excuse me. You got the Phillies. Uh, so yeah, Phillies so are going to throw see Lizardo, right? Yeah, they're going to throw Chris Sanchez, Aaron Nola, and uh, Ranger Suarez against the Marlins. Okay. The Marlins have not figured out their rotation yet. All right. So then I'm not. I mean, listen. You take Alcantara and you take Soler out, and Arias is not having the ripping it up for. I, I, I'm. I'm confident you can take two out of three, or at least one. I mean, listen, if you lose two out of three, not the worst thing in the world, but I don't think – I'm pretty confident they can get two out of three there. Yeah, I mean, their offense still has been pretty potent. Uh, yesterday they put up a nine spot against the Dodgers in one inning. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. that's – uh yeah, that, that of course, that was a Lance Lynn inning. Uh, so I don't know. Lance, Lance Lynn – I don't know what he the had Dodgers that nice stretch that. when he got traded. Yeah, where he he started to look like, oh, I'm on a good team now. I'm better, and then he went back to being what Lance Lynn, Lynn was at the uh, the start of the year. Yeah, so we'll so we'll keep an eye on on what the Marlins do with the pitching rotation. But yeah, they'll probably. I'm trying. I'm I'm digging through box scores to try to figure out how they're going to line up. But <laughs> uh, but but I do know uh, they're probably trying to figure that out uh, without Alcantara. Um, Cabrera probably will face them. The third game i'm just uh yeah they'll probably they probably line up to face uh lizardo and then mm-hmm. maybe they'll, we'll figure out what the uh how the rest of this works out but but yeah i think it's uh, the phillies need to uh also help uh cool these marlins off so they've won six in a row mm-hmm. and they do play they do play a game today um 
against the Dodgers. So they'll, uh, they won't be as rested as the Phillies, I guess. Yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, Jazz Chisholm was really come alive for them since he's, you know, finally been able to play three weeks in a row without getting hurt. So that's, that's good for them. He's, he's been pretty hot. Yeah. Still struggling uh, in the outfield a little bit, but, uh, mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I, I don't know. I, I, I would have put him back in the infield, although they went out and got infielders and, and released Gene Segura, but right. Or they didn't release him. They traded, they traded him to, to have, have the uh, guardians release, him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they've added Josh Bell in that deal. And so uh, another Philly yeah. killer. So, so yeah, so they can't be taken lately, but uh, we yeah, have Phillies. Phillies uh, need to step up against the Marlins and hopefully head to that four game set against the Braves on a winning note. I would like to see, I would love to see, as we close this out, Frank, I would love to see them just, look, we know they're not going to win the NL East. We know the Braves are comfortably ahead, but I would like to see the Phillies just kind of make the Braves sweat a little bit. Take three out of four, <laughs> you know, like, you know, have a game where you beat them up like 15 to three, you know, but don't lose a game like that. If you lose, lose like five to four. You know, I, I just would like to see a little bit of a statement here in September from the Phillies. I mean, you've already seen one from a batting standpoint, right? From the guys coming alive. But now it's the Braves. I would just like to leave the Braves with something to think about. Yeah. Well, you'll, Zach Wheeler will be pitching one of those games. So hopefully he can set a tone. One of those games on Monday for the doubleheader. Yep. All right, Jeff. Good talking Phillies with you again. Let's do this again real soon. We will. Now it's been the Powder Blue Podcast. Frank Close, Jeff Mosher. Catch you next time. <laughs>